Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Disclaimer time. This is where I tell everyone to lighten up. It's just a podcast. Trading is like that roller coaster at the amusement park. Thrilling, unpredictable, and potentially stomach-churning. What works for one person might leave another clutching their hat in the wind. Our hosts and guests, they're awesome, knowledgeable, full of insights, but we're not financial advisors. So don't rush to make any investment decisions based solely on our banter. Always consult with a professional or do your own research. Plus, let's face it, we like to have fun, laugh, enjoy the trading ride together. It's all in the name of good podcasting fun. So remember, take it easy, don't bet the farm, and keep your seatbelts on at all times. Thank you for listening. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the China Shop, home of the Banda Traders Podcast, also known as the Imperia Dgens United Program. <laughs> uh, don't don't mind the dim lights. It's Christmas weekend, so we're keeping it uh, we're keeping it light today. I'm your host Kyle tonight, kicking back with Vanta co-founder Mr. Banks, as well as Purdue and Joel. Joel's making his first appearance uh, on the new format, so don't be scared, Joel. I'm not afraid. <laughs> no. All right, we'll be gentle, dude. Uh, you guys can keep an eye on the chat. If anybody's got any comments or stuff or wants to tune in, ask us any questions, we'll try to, uh, try to keep this a little more interactive if we can. Let's see. How about some promotions? Uh, so Thursday, I have got a fascinating interview with Andrew Einhorn, CEO of Level Fields AI that's coming out. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Financial Inept One, or you can join the new combined Discord server with Vanta uh, if you want to get updated when those episodes drop, or you can even listen in live on these Friday recordings. I've also figured out that apparently I need to do a much better job of promoting the website. So go to bandoftraderspodcast.com, please. Uh, from there, you can browse our guest directories. You can check out all the deals and discounts and stuff we've collected over the past three years. A lot of really cool stuff on there. Uh, Banks, what about you, man? What's going on over at Vanta? Anything new to share? Uh, nothing new. Uh, we are working, uh, through some sickness, uh, between me and Baba right now. Um, uh, we're working on some of the stuff after the, um, after the previous town hall, we're putting together some of the course lessons, um, currently and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no, no real new update per se. Um, I guess I'll promote, uh, you know, you know, Purdue's wife's book. It seems to be always a. <laughs> on me, so. I actually just started oh. reading my copy uh, uh, this week. Figured I, I normally read I like I, a book yeah, every couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, I figured out this. Like, I was look, thinking about it last week. I was like, man, I've only read like maybe two books this year, maybe three. Like that is well below my normal average. So I'm gonna try and still get more than me. You don't read a lot. Yeah, I've probably I, read two books since college, to be honest with you. So you I'm in Banks. I'm in Banks, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I, exact same way. I've listened to dozens and dozens a year, but actually read paperback front to back. That was the first book I've probably done since college. 
Look, I'll, I'll count audiobooks. I think that's close okay. enough. Um, <laughs> I don't do much of that either, though. I'm I okay just... then. <laughs> yeah, you do a lot of the audiobooks? Only audiobooks. Uh, no, my wife was listening to, uh, what's it called? Uh, Mandy's, uh, you know, the girl that did the, the Murdoch mysteries? Yeah. No idea. No, you guys I don't know what her name is. Oh, I don't know what her name is, but. Yeah, yeah it's Mandy something. About. She. Her book came out. I've been listening to that. It's actually a pretty fascinating story. All right. Let's see. Joel, you have anything to promote? Not a thing. I don't okay. sell anything. You want to promote Bonta for us? Since Banks hasn't done it? <laughs> yeah, I'll let, I'll, let Joel, uh, I'll let Joel promote Bonta. How about yeah, that? Yeah, let's let Joel do it. All righty. Joel's going to see how training. great I am with the editor. <laughs> a place you can go where you can say or do anything and not get judged place you can go where you get to learn from some of the best guys around who will spend their time with you and a place where you can go that's going to be fun everybody's accepted and everybody gets to have a blast he is way better than i am (laughs) that's pretty good Uh, except for the anything i I don't know about anything (laughs) most things that was way better than i was going to come up with though what do you mean you can do anything Within reason, yeah. Just uh, as long as it's well, if it pertains to trading and you're being nice, <laughs> we'll kick you out if you're not being nice. But other than that, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking good job, dude. I'm gonna have to clip that, send that over to to Bank so they can put it on their website. I appreciate that, Joel, very much. <laughs> well, you're appreciated too. So well, and, and, make sure then, you know that. And then I don't know if you know the name in the chat, but I assume that that is Baba. Yeah, I'm guessing so. <laughs> the sick. one whose name's sick. <laughs> All right, guys, let's uh, let's just dive in and start uh, doing some topics here. So uh, I want to kind of kick things off and just kind of check in, and see what you guys' plans for Christmas are. What do you guys got going on? Um, how about we hear from Purdue first? I have absolutely zero going on, and that's planned. The Christmas break is the one time a year that I close the company down between Christmas and New Year's and I get to relax because the only way I get to relax is if the company's not operating. Um, So I do a lot of sitting around, do a lot of planning and journaling and back testing, but this is kind of like my little stay home vacation unless it snows and I'm back to work. That's what I was going to ask you. Yep. If the snow uh, interferes with that. I actually saw a little bit of a sprinkle earlier this week. I was thinking, of, yeah, it's like I don't think that's enough for him to get no. paid. Uh, what about with the family then? You don't have any. You guys oh, don't my do parents, any, have any traditions or anything? My for parents Christmas? come over on New on uh, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, and they do the exchange with the kids and everything. But then uh, Christmas Day, you no, know, it's just me, my kids, and my wife, and we just kind of hang out and do our own little private thing. And again, it's real, real relaxed compared to uh, growing up. Christmas was always so stressful for my parents. Mine's a little different. Oh, okay, good. I'll make a note of that. We'll come yeah, back it to goes that. back into, I can actually <laughs> relate to uh, a Christmas story for that later. Oh, nice. All right, good. Uh, Mr. Banks, what about you, man? What do you got planned? Yeah, so um, we'll probably do, I think we're doing Christmas Eve at our house with a couple of my wife's, my wife's brother, and then uh, her parents are coming over, and then Christmas Day, we'll be going over to her parents' house because uh, my parents are out of town. So it's kind of nice we have that uh, one family, you know, kind of time. Um, wish they were here, but at the same time, it makes the holidays a lot easier. Um, not running around all around town. So oh, God, yeah, it'll be yeah. pretty laid back. 
uh, yeah, pretty laid back. Um, I do have to work next week, so I'm, I'm a little jealous of Purdue. Um, but yeah, I, but it'll be it'll be pretty laid back. I assume not many you know not many people will be in next week. You get all those bank holidays off. I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah, don't you get at least <laughs> Monday off? Yeah, we have Monday off, and then we have like. 10 other Mondays throughout the entire year that no one else gets off. So I can't really be that jealous. <laughs> Random holidays. Are you the one guy who's, are you the one guy who works at the bank during the lunch hour when everybody's trying to get all their banking done? Or did you guys finally, does the banking industry fix that finally? What do you mean by that? Uh, you, you don't remember uh, any time you ever had to go to the bank as a kid? Like there's only ever one clerk working there and you had to go at lunchtime. Cause that's when no, I, the only uh, time you can get off of work. I prefer to leave for lunch. Um, just so that, just so that I don't have to be there. <laughs> um, Adding to the problem. Yeah, part of the problem. Part of the problem. You know, part of that problem. But, but again, I'm not on the retail side, so I don't do a lot of the teller side. So I'm taking customers uh, out right. to lunch and stuff like that. So it's probably a better thing that I'm not there. I probably just get in the way. <laughs> Fair enough. What about you, Joel? What do you got planned? Uh, we travel family to family. Christmas Eve at Jen's dad's christmas day at my parents and then boxing day at our house with jen's mom so we pack it all in okay uh you're gonna have to explain boxing day y'all don't have boxing day down there the day after christmas no. the 26th oh no that's a canadian thing then yeah so we have boxing. i know day. it's a canadian it's, day yeah it's the day after christmas i don't know why it's called that but it's an extra day that we get off after Christmas. Does that have anything to do with Mike Tyson or when he came to Toronto and no, I, threatened that I have report? no idea. <laughs> I have no, I actually didn't know you guys don't have that. So, so the day after Christmas is another holiday. I've never heard of that. I actually, I, I've heard of it before. I always thought boxing day was like the day you like throw away all the boxes that are left over from Christmas. I thought that's what it was about. I have no idea, dude. Nope, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> Any other any other crazy traditions you guys do there in Canada? No, not crazy. We eat turkey. Same as you guys. Do you eat turkey and ham? Uh, ham. We're not. At Christmas? Ham on Christmas. Uh, ham on Christmas, I hate yeah. Ham. I'll post pictures. No, we're doing a taco bar this year. Oh, a taco bar is good. Yeah. Uh, tacos, chimis, and a bunch of other uh, like Mexican stuff. I'm going to make fajitas for my wife. Just have a big old like self-serve in the thing. Her sister's coming over and the young uh, oldest daughter will be here. But should be a nice quiet Christmas for us too. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, okay, so <laughs> Mike, you kind of alluded to something. I want to hear a little bit more about this hectic Christmas uh, growing up. Let's, let's, uh... So the, the favorite story that I had for, uh, for Christmas was we had this grandiose family reunion. We had family from Chicago, family from just about everywhere that my parents could get to come to our house. So I had, I think like six of our uncles there and, you know, other guys and people I didn't know. And to this day, I probably don't know them. Um, but that was also the same year that my parents decided to give three boys paintball guns. Oh my God. And my dad then had the great idea that not only was he going to buy paintball guns for his boys, but he was going to buy paintball guns for rent for the whole entire week where all the adults got to all the male adults were outfitted with paintball guns 
against us three boys. And oh, we Jesus. whooped their butts up and down <laughs> all day to the point that my dad got so mad from my older brother shooting him in the chest repeatedly that my dad smashed one of the paintball guns against the tree. How old were you at this time? Oh, I was probably 12. Yeah, wow, we, were, about... we were furious with our paintball guns. It's about the age I was when I first went paintball, and that's awesome. Yeah. Those things uh, sting. Did you guys at least get the speed dialed in right? Because oh yeah, they were uh, the old. If, you, if anyone knows paintball, this might age me a little bit. Um, the pump Spartans. So they were aluminum. They were mm-hmm. built like tanks, and they were pump actions paintball guns. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't need the CO2 canisters even? No, you did need the CO2 canisters, okay. but it was old fashioned, not semi-automatic. Where you just you had pumped uh, yeah. it like a shotgun. And, uh, yeah, my dad took one of those aluminum guns and smashed it against one of the trees. And that was about the, the, the festiveness of the, uh, the height of the day when that happened. And then we basically stopped playing paintball for the rest of the week. Or ever. <laughs> Just not with, the, with our uncles. But my, my mom says it the best. She thought it was so funny. You know, the boys run up the hill and all the, all the men, oh, we're just going to whoop these little buggers and this and that. And, Lo and behold, like minutes later, all of a sudden you start seeing all the adults start walking down the hill like like ants. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, that sounds like a good Christmas story though. It was a good Christmas story. It's a very good Christmas. I remember my my grandma being there. It was one of my last members of my grandma on my mom's side. Um but I just remember how stressful it was with so many people and you know, the dinners and the meals and just so many uh, personal things going on between that I didn't understand at the time. Did you have uh, the one crazy uh, relative who started all the arguments? Oh, yes. Very much so. <laughs> I would say more uh, than one. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, how about you, man? Uh, Joel? Do you, you have any uh, crazy Christmas story? Uh, how about a Boxing Day story? Do you have one of those? Not a crazy one. We used to... Um... We used to go tobogganing though, and the hill mm-hmm. was about 300 feet long, and parts of it were dang near straight down. You get to the bottom. Do you remember GT Snow Racer? Mm-mm. You could steer a, it. Is that a sled name or sled? No, you guys don't have snow <laughs> enough that you'd know this. It's a sled. It's got mm-hmm. two skis down each side, and then one in the middle that you can steer. <laughs> oh, I th- and we would hit that jump at the bottom. And we would fly about 30 feet through the air before you touch down again. And it was a yard sale. Every time you landed, it was a yard sale. No helmets, no gear. Just get it. I wanted to build a ramp so bad at the other house we lived in. I don't know if you guys ever saw that slope I had to mow. Like it went for probably a good 70 yards, like all the way up to the top of the street. And like I've, whenever it would snow, I'd always sled down to there. And basically I could make it all the way down to the lake. I'm pretty sure if I would have built a ramp, I could have tried to launch myself onto the ice. My wife never let me try. <laughs> Wonder why? Oh no! Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, thanks. What about you, man? You got any good Christmas stories? Yeah, I got uh, two, and uh, both are actually sledding stories. Um, we say sledding down here, not tobogganing. Um, <laughs> so, you want the good or the bad first? Oh, the bad. Uh, let's have the bad, the bad. first. Let's go. Yeah. Let's mix it okay. up. So, um, we had a really good snow and, uh, my sister at the time was probably three and we thought it was a really good idea to take her about halfway up this hill that was about, uh, 
I don't know. It was probably 200 yards like down. It was a pretty big hill. So she, you know, decides that she's going to be, you know, the big kid on the hill. And we, you know, we decide to put her down. She hit the only tree that was on this hill head first. (laughs) Oh my God. Good thing kids have hard heads. Yeah. Well, she knocked out four teeth. Oh my God. On this tree. And so, it, yeah, it, it, you know, it was, it was one of those, uh, like it looked like a murder scene, you know, but they were all baby teeth. So it was fine. Um, but I, but I remember we were going out there to shovel the snow to try to find the teeth. (laughs) And I'm like, there's no way we're going to do this. So, but then the, the other one is a really funny story actually. So talking about ramps, um, this was when the inflatable tubes became big Mm. on the sleds. Okay. Yeah. So my brother goes down, we built this big ramp down the middle of the hill and he goes down this he's going like probably 25 30 miles an hour you know straight ice he goes off on his brand new inner tube right after christmas and he gets about eight to ten feet in the air i mean i'm not kidding you it's massive he hit the ground and this inner tube exploded (laughs) (laughs) and it sounded like a gunshot went off in our backyard Oh. But it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's perfect. Oh, that reminds me, it's not a Christmas story, but that reminds me of, I don't know why it reminds me of that. Uh, I remember playing football one year with the, uh, we used to get together after school and just go out and like, you know, play with a bunch of friends. And one of my friends in high school was this like 250 pound Samoan kid. And his brother used to play with us. He was like four years older. He was playing this game. Dan was there. And, we used to always wear our old t-shirts because they'd always get ripped because you know what do you expect you're out there playing with no rules uh, things get torn quite often but dan's got this (laughs) he's got this old ratty like white t-shirt and he's running straight at this kid jeremy who's like i say he's like a 250 pound samoan kid who's actually like a varsity football player i think he actually played for the uh, arena league in uh, phoenix for a few years and he puts this beautiful juke on this guy and he manages to throw out his beefy hand. <laughs> it catches him flat on his chest with his hand. And the slap probably sounded a lot like that inner tube. But the craziest thing was this shirt completely exploded off of his body. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my life. Like it just that is awesome. He didn't grab, he didn't grip, he didn't shred. It was open hand and the shirt just exploded. <laughs> Dad said he got home and his mom was asking him, like, you know, how things were going. She saw his chest. She's like, oh, my God, who kicked you? (laughs) (laughs) No, not quite. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, That might have been sometime around Christmas because I remember being cold out. He probably had a heck of a handprint. Yeah, it looked like a it looked like a giant shoe. Like there, you couldn't make out the fingers. It was just one big, giant red welt in the center of his chest. That's perfect. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, keeping with the same kind of theme of the Christmas then, I kind of want to wanna hear, like, the best or worst gift that you guys ever received. Got to think about this. Mm, yeah, it's yeah, going to take a minute. Yeah, me too. What do you, about? What about you? You go first. I know my best one was ever, but it's kind of grandiose. Uh, oh, what? Full-size no-stop says that mom got him the leg lamp one year. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually mine was the uh the, the christmas care uh the, the cup from that the moose cups that has the little antlers on it i think that's the best gift I've oh ever from gotten. national Lampoon. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's good i remember that one 
So I usually drink a white Russian out of that because I don't like eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say my my grandiose one was a dirt bike. That was probably the most dangerous thing I ever got too. How old were you? Uh, that was actually my second bike, so I was fifteen. Why was? And I broke my arm on that twice. Why was it a second bike? What happened to the first? I got bigger. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't destroy that one too. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't destroy that one. I actually that was my favorite bike ever. And uh, but yeah, I broke my arm on it twice. It was an expensive bike. Oh damn! How about happening? Just doing jumps off of it, or? Uh, jumping. Yeah, just being being me. Being fifteen. <laughs> the uh, yeah, the second time I broke it, which was the fourth time I broke my right arm, I decided oh. to take two doubles at the same time and make it a quadruple. And I was in an oak grove, and when I made the jump, I realized I was over the tree line and went. Oh crap! No, and geez. I missed the landing of the <laughs> jump and landed on the flat part and broke this wrist off. Yeah, wow! I broke it off, but I broke this one, sprained this one, and busted my my chin on the handlebars. God Holy damn. Uh, dude! I, I've wrecked a dirt bike once, but it wasn't nearly that bad. Uh, I was in a yeah. dried up riverbed and caught a rock, uh, probably doing about fifty miles an hour, just went straight over the handlebars and skipped along the dry riverbed. That was the first time I ever wore a helmet too. Thank God for that. No kidding. I can I can vouch for the helmet. I I'm, another really quick story. I used to ride a, my smaller bike actually back then. I used to ride it to my neighbor's house and used to go up this little crappy asphalt road that goes up like this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we never wore helmets. We would just get on our bikes and ride up there. For some reason that time I decided to wear a helmet and I slipped out in that corner and the swing arm which has a nut that's like this big. Mm -hmm came and swung and hit my helmet and left a big imprint in my helmet like right here Ooh. and i was like from then on i'm wearing a helmet yeah that was one of those lucky ones actually now that i think about it i did wear a helmet but that was the first one that had a face on it and i remember thinking how lucky that was because i went face first into that dirt and yeah. actually the strap almost i ended up having to rip the helmet off because i thought it was going to choke me to death uh, god damn and the second time you broke your arm the second time I broke my arm when I was like probably six, chasing girls on top of a houseboat and decided to go the fast way down from the top of the houseboat to the bottom of the houseboat good by man. slipping off the stairs. Nice. Yep, good man. Nice. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the fourth one was just a stupid fall on the side, just landing it wrong. God damn, how many times? I've broken this one five times, this one twice. Jesus. Holy. You Mr. Glass from... What's that movie? Uh, the, no, the... I just I'm just talented in that way. Right? <laughs> Isn't there a movie I never broke anything else. Breakable or unbreakable or something? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, at, le at least I didn't break them both at the same time because yeah. I've seen buddies that did that one, and that one really sucks. God, how do you oh, wipe yeah. your? You ass? Get very intimate with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just have to take a shower every time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you've broken anything before, or or what was the original question? Oh yeah, best worst gift. No best what gift. What I prefer. Um, I've never broken anything. Um, best gift or worst. You know, I think. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I guess growing up. I mean, you know, anytime. You know, I was a big gamer. Um, mm -hmm. so anytime you got like a new game or the hot new game or whatever was always a good time because then i'd go play that for i don't know like weeks straight mm -hmm. um 
Oh, I mean, there's, I, I guess when I was a kid, I mean, it was pretty cool. We got a, we got a puppy for Christmas. That was pretty neat. Oh, wow. Um, Never got a puppy. Oh, did it last? Yeah. <laughs> good. So good. Good. It eventually became a dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it did. I was I cursed as a kid. I can't think of like a worse, like a bad gift though. Um, yeah. I don't know if I had a bad one either now that i'm thinking about it i i was like you though i remember like very specifically one computer game that i was waiting for and i was i don't know maybe 12 or 13 years old and it was privateer 2 it was the sequel for one of my favorite games of all time i still enjoy playing that game uh even though it was made in like 96 but i got the game we had to go to my grandparents house for christmas and we did the unwrapping there but this year, because we were Mormon at the time, and the Mormons do their weird church services at different times of the, the day, but like your time always changes. So that was the year we had to go at like 2 p.m. And Christmas was on a Sunday. So we open our gifts in the morning, and then I'm not allowed to do anything with any of my gifts until after church service. I was oh, tortured. so fucking livid. Like, why even let us open it? <laughs> Especially for a kid, that's torture. So ever since then, whenever I get... Whenever I get a present that I know that one of the kids is really going to enjoy, like I'm too soft. I let them open it right away. <laughs> I'm not good at letting, <laughs> making kids wait. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, Joel. My best gift was a rifle. A what? A rifle. Which one? What kind? Savage 270. Is a FLS. How old were you? A hunting rifle. Uh, 14. Mm. You can start rifle hunting in Canada at 14. Yeah. How's the gun laws over there? I've always been kind of curious about that. Do you guys have the same rules like us? No. <laughs> no, our rules are very different. <laughs> <laughs> and and forever changing. That's we've a had, rabbit hole. We've, yeah, that's a long story. Our rules are very different than yours. We are still allowed to have hunting rifles, but it kind of comes no. and goes depending who's in government. Yeah. What's defined as a... took away pistols. Yeah. What's defined as a hunting rifle then? It has to be like a, it can, if it's a bolt action, it's gotta be a bolt action. It can be, it can okay. be a semi-automatic, but it can only hold five shots. Um, yeah. What if you're, what if you run into a flock? <laughs> yeah. So shot shotguns, you can only have three. You can no only they, they put like a block in the tube. You got to put a little block in the tube so that you the can plug three. Yeah. 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 They got those, I think in Illinois too. Can't you just pull them well, right out. We, you yeah, but a lot of times, yeah. um, depending which state you live, you have to when you're hunting, you have to have that in in the tube as well. Yeah. So I know some states have like Arizona, California. I know have like I used to do quail hunting and stuff like that. And when you were hunting, you actually had to have that, and you couldn't have an extended magazine. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a couple of years hunting. ago, they took away like we used to be able to have fifty shot clips for our 22s for a rimfire mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. don't we can't have those anymore you're limited down to five shots What's the, on the 22s <sighs> yeah oh that is stupid you, yeah the only reason to have an extended mag for me is when i'm going target shooting i don't have to spend as much time exactly rebooting. exactly a 50 shot mag is the only way i can keep up to jen i she needs all 50 <laughs> rounds so that i can get the next one loaded <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I load while she shoots, and it's as fast as I can go. Right. But that was my best gift was oh, a rifle God. for sure. Most memorable by far. What was your What was your worst? 
I don't know. I haven't got a lot of bad gifts. Nobody got it. I, I remember getting my, my Red Ryder BB gun when I was probably 10-ish. Yeah. That's not a bad gift. That's an awesome gift. No, that's no, a, no, no. I'm just saying going gift. along with the rifle. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's only firearm I was ever given, if you want to call that a firearm, but is, I was never given one. Is there it such a thing as a bad gift now that I'm thinking about it? Well, well I, um, I can chime into that. I oh, was sure. thinking about it. Um, so, so this was <laughs> last year, actually. Um my wife got me something that was really nice. And she told me to pick up a couple things for myself. Cause she bought herself a couple things mm. and I completely forgot. Um, so what I decided to do was take stuff I already owned and wrap it up. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad gift cause I still liked it, but, right. uh, it wasn't, it wasn't truly a gift. I don't think. It's <laughs> just you like gave it to laundry, and, you know, <laughs> you gave it to yourself. Well, you know, cause we got kids. So it's like, it's coming oh, from yeah. Santa, you know? Right. So, yeah. um, so yeah, you, you almost have to have like the matching present count, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, yeah. yeah, that was probably the worst, I guess. If you, if you want to classify that as I gave myself my own stuff. <laughs> that is, welcome to being that married. is probably the worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get socks every year, and I like it. I love it. I was I yes, love socks. yes. Clothes are actually a good gift now. They suck. Yeah. Around twelve shows your age when you like socks. I know. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> I was gonna ask Banks. Uh, I wanted to ask if your kids have figured out yet the quantity is not necessarily as good as quality yet. No, not really. Um, I, I mean, like we don't go outrageous, but you know, I would say, you know, whatever they want per se, we try to get at least the smaller things like my, I mean, my daughter, she sat on Santa's lap and said she wanted deodorant. I mean, <laughs> like what the heck? she's three and a half years old. I don't know where she got that from. She probably watches but, her mom uh, put it on and wants to be like, yeah, mom. I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, we, it's not like a count or anything like that. I think it's more of like a dollar amount per se, but yeah, yes. But, but we try to get at least near equals, um, mm-hmm. you know, to where they're opening up, uh, like you know, one after each other and they got the same number. But for right. us, it's more of like, you know, we cut ours. If they have eight, then we probably have like three or four, something like that. Yep. That's, yeah, yeah, we do the same. Only gets harder as they get older. I know. Yeah. Yeah. More expensive. So, and the too. dollars go up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, one of our kids, uh, Wesley, the older one, like she realized that like, it's better to get one or two things that she really wants rather than get a bunch of junk that she doesn't care about. The younger one always yeah. seemed to just like opening presents. So, I mean, you, spend a hundred dollars worth of just like five dollar trinkets and she'd be loving it yeah in fact her favorite aisle is the uh as seen on tv one over at walmart <laughs> i got one year uh, i got it's it not a bad to... aisle though <laughs> you ever try that bacon wave thing where you she's like no. i can't she got so much use out of that thing uh it it's uh it's a thing where you like set bacon on it like holds it and keeps it separated and you can microwave your bacon <laughs> makes a <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking we mess a kid <laughs> yeah we used to have that when i was a teenager yeah Did i get I her the that. hot dog one too did you ever see that toaster oven that uh, the toaster that yeah like you can stick the hot dogs in like the center of it and then like put the two buns in on the other ends and it toasts everything together at once i've never yep. seen that nope. before i know that <laughs> but, right, it's, but it sounds amazing yeah you get some hot links that'd be a hell of a if anybody wants to get me something that's what i'm looking for <laughs> a uh, hot dog toaster yeah I 
No, never mind. Let me let me think about that. I I'll, I'll probably pick a better one. <laughs> <laughs> Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, okay, how about, how about for next year? Let's talk about New Year's resolutions. You guys uh, got any... Anything lined up for the next year that you're planning on working on? I'll go first. Right. Um, so this is kind of the gimmicky one, but uh, it really it really comes from Purdue's <laughs> post. I think I think wow. I might start I might start working out again. Wow. I, I see those posts and I just feel so ashamed. Um, <laughs> the four o'clock in the morning post. So yeah, that's that's gonna be my I guess the New Year's resolution is to finally get back into shape. <laughs> You're not uh, out of shape, are you? No, I'm not super. I mean, from my college baseball days when I was playing. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, it only goes downhill from there. I mean, I'm not terribly out of shape. So, but yeah, I'd been you know it's it, excuse mm. after excuse. Yeah, you know, I was I was working out a lot, got hurt, then I stopped. Then I got sick. Then I stopped. You know, it's just one of those throughout yeah. the twenty-three session. So, but yeah, that's yeah, that's the that's the goal is to get back into shape. That's always my struggle too. It's so easy to to break the cycle once you've started it, and it's, it seems like it gets harder every time to to start it back up too, doesn't it? It was. It takes twenty-one days. Is that to yeah to like set a habit? But it only takes like three to break it, probably. <laughs> It takes three hours yeah. to break it. Unless it's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different story. <laughs> um, Mike, what about you, Ed? You got a, any resolutions this year? I have one that I haven't committed yet that I don't really want to say in the podcast yet, but it's something that I'm preparing for. Um, I, my only resolution for next year is really that this year mm -hmm. was a rebuilding year for me. And next year is a year that I really want to go full tilt. Like, I don't want to leave anything on the table. Um, I have a lot of big plans with my business. I have a lot of big plans with trading. And even with the fitness, that's the kind of like the, um, 
the whole reason for the fitness part for me was I mm -hmm. found that was the easiest part. All the other things required so much more effort and this discipline, the pattern, the grinding of just constantly doing the same thing is kind of like snowballed and everything else. And now it's evolved in that part where, well, let's push this. As, I mean, I'm, I'm 43. I'm getting old. And I, there's, I'm only going to have so many more years where I can push it like this. And I don't, I don't want to look back and say I left it on the table. Dude, that's awesome. Do you have a plan put in place for it? Or is it just something that you're... You're an inspiration, dude. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I try to plan. Um, like, do you have like a little notion where I have, you know, my big time goals that I don't think are obtainable, but uh, start breaking them down into smaller goals and, and go from there. Um, I'll put out the one that I'm hinting at, which is, which I've talked to Kyle and Joel about is uh, there's a like, you know, like the Spartan races, the mud races, and or those type of competitions were like triathlons or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's one called um, Tactical Games. And it's basically like uh, CrossFit with guns. Awesome. And you have to run five miles and then go shoot 300 yards with your pistol and, or with your rifle and then shoot smaller targets with your pistol. And it's basically you know, do a whole bunch of blurpees, jump over to this and then shoot. It's, uh, it's not like where you're just doing a three gun or target shooting. You're actually exerting yourself and shooting. And this part of the gym part was kind of like the idea of, well, it's the fitness part I can work on, but the shooting part, it's actually probably my weaker point right now. Cause I don't have the time or the money to go shoot. So you got to run a mile before you can go shoot too. If you want to recreate those, that scenario, like, how do you, I can actually run pretty good. I last time I ran a mile was a six thirty mile. I think it was. Yeah, it was six thirty. Holy! So I can run That's fast. Moving. Well, running is that's the when you stop and then trying to shoot after that when you got all that adrenaline and your heart is pumping. Yeah. yeah. Oh, never mind. You're wearing your plate carrier. Yeah, that part too. Oh yeah. So everything you do, climbing the rope, the pull ups, everything you do, you're doing with your plate carrier. With God, your mags damn. and all that shit. So I'm exhausted just hearing about I it. I know, right? <laughs> That's intense, dude. That is intense. That's awesome, though. Do it. Dude, you can do it, though. I don't know why you're worried about it. Absolutely. I'm more worried about the commitment of the time and energy. that I don't want to pull from everything else because I feel like I stretch myself too thin a little bit too sometimes. Right, so. right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you're almost there. I bet you could probably run the damn thing now. It's just whether or not you can hit the targets, really. Yeah, I know. But that's the problem. You can't uh, you can't out-fitness your shots is the problem. The way they have it, the way they have it geared, like if you're a really bad shot, you're just going to just gonna go through the pattern, you know, go through the course. You're not going to place anywhere. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Joel, you got any uh, resolutions for this year? Two of them. One of them is the same as this year. I am committing to paying taxes from trading next year. So that's one nice. of them. Um, the second one is I'm going to do, I'm going to do the Murph unassisted. Um, and if I can, and I'm going to shoot for it, doing it weighted. What's the Murph? Um, so the Murph is run a mile and then a hundred pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and 300 squats, and then run a mile. And you're doing this with weights too? And so I'm going to try right now when I do my pull-ups, I have to use like uh, an assistant. It's like a rubber band that you put your feet in that helps. Um, 
And then for push-ups, I can't do all 200 from my toes. I got to switch to my knees eventually. Um, so I'm going to get to the point where I can do it unassisted. And then once I get to that point, then you start strapping on weights. And the true Murph is, I'm pretty sure, 60 pounds, right, Mike? No, the true Murph is, um, yeah, it's 20-pound vest. 20 pounds. Okay, so 20-pound yeah. vest to do all that. Um, I'd like to be able to do it unassisted. I'm going to shoot for weighted, but I'm okay if I can't make that. Um, but I'm going to do it. When are you going to do it? Uh, before the end of the year. I got a long ways to go. Pull-ups is a, a weak point for me. I can run like a bugger and I can do squats all day, um, but pull-ups has never been a strong suit for me. So that's what I got to work on, but I know I can do it. I think you'll surprise yourself. I know I can do it. I just got to, once I've committed to it, I know I can do it. So those are my two goals. Is that all in one go? Like 200 push-ups in one, one go? How many pull-ups? Yes, sir. So I, a uh, hundred pull-ups. Whenever I'm training for it, I, I break it down into, so I do like 10, 20, 30, 10 times. So 10 pull-ups, 20 push-ups, 30 squats, 10 pull-ups, 20 push-ups, 30 squats. And if you do that 10 times, you get your number. Oh, okay. So you don't have to do a hundred pull-ups and one jump on the bar. Okay. No, no. Everyone does it. Everyone breaks it down. And I mean, there's a competitive version of it, but the, yeah, everyone breaks it down. By the time you're doing your pull-ups in the end, okay. you're doing one. And then we just do yeah. one more. And, but yeah, at the first you're doing 10 to 15 ish, and then you're down to five. <laughs> yeah, right. You can do it. All right, Joel, yeah. I'll do it with you, but I'm going to spread mine out over the whole year. And what he means by that is he's going to do a hundred pull-ups through the whole year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> one every three days. <laughs> yeah. I think I can manage that. <laughs> Maybe I'll get froggy and do a few on the weekend. <laughs> That's about my speed. I was going to say by June, you'll be able to do two, two in a day no, by no. June. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think mine yeah. and this one is uh, coming directly from Purdue as well, but not in the fitness realm. <laughs> uh, you shared with us the, um, was it the Trident mindset thing? Uh, deal um yep you said that that was actually what was driving yeah. a lot of the success that you felt that you've been achieving since what like when did you find them how long ago was that i actually found that a month ago I, it's something i wish i had at the start of the year oh uh, okay okay and basically it was developed by uh former navy seals and it uses a lot of the techniques that they use for their mindset to complete their missions and get through their seal training mm -hmm. to get through buds and that's that, but that where I was talking about micro goals and breaking your goals down, yeah. that's where that all comes from. Well, so my resolution is starting on the first, I'm going to, I'm going to do 30 days of that minimum and see where, see what I think. I want to give it a try, like a real try. And so I'm, that's what I'm going to be doing starting January 1st. That's awesome. And Joel, you've already, you've already started doing it too, right? I have started it. I, they have like the first sort of 12 opening 12 opening segments are free on the app. And so I've gone through them and even just that little teaser, super powerful. And it's, it's cheap guys. It's $18 a month. Well, the other thing I really liked was reading through that website. They said, if you couldn't afford it, just message them. They'll work something out with you because they don't want cost to stop you from making improvements. Yeah. 
I'm sure they don't want everybody knowing that though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to try to get one of those guys on the air too. Yeah, maybe they do. But I'd like to get through that. I'm gonna get through a month of that and then try if we can see if we can get up on the air and, and do a round table session with them. That would be cool. That would be sweet. All right. What else do we got to talk about today? Um What's what's Banks resolution for the year? Oh, I thought he gave us one to work out. Oh, that's right. That's where he started. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, my mine was to look like Purdue. To look like <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh. Well, and and I'll add this on there is to get a nice camera so that I can join you guys. Oh, okay. You don't even need a nice camera. Cool. Well, it's got to be better than my laptop. My laptop sucks. (laughs) Yes, it'll definitely be better than your laptop. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I can help you. I can help you uh, source something out for that. Yeah, we'll get something for these Fridays. Get a microphone that actually works. Does mine not work? <laughs> no, my mine doesn't. That was the fancy one he got too. Yeah, I got the fancy one. Yeah. I got mine on. I got mine on Black Friday. It was like thirty-eight bucks or thirty-nine bucks or something like that. Sounds like we need to get Banks a Christmas present. Yeah, exactly. This, this one here was twenty-three dollars Canadian. Good lord! It's like free American, huh? I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, they mail you the mic and a right. dollar bill. <laughs> and they pay postage. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do one more topic on here. So it can either be best or worst part of the past year. You can reflect on that. Or uh, we can kind of curious to know when everybody found out that Santa isn't, I'm afraid to say it, any kids in the room? Negative. When did you figure out Santa wasn't <laughs> And I'm going to bleep that too, just in case. I I know when we did. I don't recall the age. It was when we found all the stuff in the trunk. <laughs> really? I'm actually finding out right now. Oh, so I was waiting for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, no, tell me. Uh, how did that happen? I just think my uh, little brother was looking for something and ended up opening my mom's trunk and found it the all. Trunk like the car trunk or like an actual? The car trunk. The car trunk and found all the goodies, and then from then on, I they couldn't hide it anywhere. <laughs> We'd always find it. Like they even got like crafty, like putting it out in the horse barn right. and all this stuff, and it became like that was probably the bigger Easter egg hunt that we ever had was that part of the season. Oh, that's that's hilarious. awesome. <laughs> you don't remember how old you were? No, uh, I was probably close to ten. All right, that seems reasonable. Joel, I don't remember at all. Couldn't even tell you how old I was or the experience. Nothing. About finding out? No. Nope. You don't even remember? what? Uh, okay. Nothing. What about the tooth fairy? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I was 18. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was uh, I was probably around eight or nine, I think. And yeah. uh, we were at a uh, neighborhood party on Christmas Eve. And, uh, you know, some of the older kids were talking and kind of overheard them say, yes, you know, kind of, you know, it was overhearing them say it, but I'm thinking like, there's no way that that's true. Right. Take a peek, take a peek out of my, you know, my room. I could see directly off of the front window in our house went straight Mm -hmm. into our living room. And my parents always put out like a bigger gift, like for each one of us. Uh And I see them 
straight through the window, a reflection directly to them, putting it together. I'm like, those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. So, yeah, ruined Christmas. So, oh, You went wow. full recon mode. That is awesome. As you're hearing them talk about it, you look out the window and your parents are there setting up your present. Well, it was no. So it was later that night. Oh, okay. So okay. the whole night I'm thinking, the whole night I'm thinking, there's no way that this is true. Right. Whatever. So I'm like, well, I'm going to sneak down there and I'm going to see what's going on. And it, immediately I open the door. And I could, I could see my mom and dad on the reflection. So I'm on the second story of the reflection down to the first story. Yeah. Okay. And they're putting together like one of the bigger gifts that one of us was getting. I'm like, those bastards. <laughs> Do you have like but, that uh, Kaiser Soze moment from, uh, was that usual suspects when it all clicks into place? Yes, I was. It, it, I'll be honest. That was that was a rough Christmas. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not something you were expecting. You know, being eight or nine years old. Right. But. I started questioning it about that age, and I was like out completely out. And then I'm probably ten or eleven years old, and parents are watching the news. This is Christmas Eve, and. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but like the weather people like started tracking Santa. NORAD. And I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh shit, this is real. Oh, fuck me. I thought I was, <laughs> you know, I thought I was, uh, I, I was onto something, but God damn, if the news is reporting on where Santa's located, then he's gotta be real. <laughs> and I believed because of that for like another year. And it was finally, it was through the tooth fairy. That was why I asked Joel about that. Uh, I decided that if the tooth fairy was real, I wouldn't have to tell my parents about it. So I left the tooth under my pillow for three days and nobody came and found it. Told my parents about it. I told my mom. And then like the next night it was there. I was like, okay, this gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she was expecting an inquisition, but yeah, (laughs) I used some scientific, uh, scientific uh, rigor to to prove, (laughs) to disprove the existence. (laughs) You know, the best part about, Santa and being a dad in a house that Santa comes to. What's that? It's the cookies by far. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. We today was I don't think I got to experience that. Today was Bake Santa Cookies Day. I have a chocolate chip cookie mm. on my kitchen counter that's this big. <laughs> and it's for Santa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's this is the 22nd right now, so you don't even get to touch that for three more days. No, but Jen made three dozen small ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to eat those until then. I remember one year I got a note from Santa, like he wrote me back. And it was a, on a piece of paper, like I was like in the sixth grade or something, or uh, first grade, I mean. It was like on that really thick, like double wide, like the kids used to practice that has the dash line in the middle yeah i had this like big old note written out to me and the next day when i went to go look at it again it was completely blank my stepdad had gone and swapped it out with a blank piece of paper and told me he must have written it on disappearing ink Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was my childhood <laughs> all right uh <laughs> got any happy things that we want to end this thing on i've got a happy story anybody have one more to share hmm. yeah Something we do at my work. Yeah. We um we make we make laundry hampers and we fill them with like $70 worth of groceries. We make 60 of them and we take them to the food bank in town. Mm-hmm. And there's 180 ham- there's 180 hampers from businesses around town. And so they all get a full Christmas meal. 
That's awesome. We put all this stuff in and then we, and then we take cash. We take a whole bunch of cash with these hampers. Mm-hmm. They use that. They buy them turkeys and potatoes and milk and fruit. So they all get turkey dinners. The kids get gifts. It's awesome. It's so awesome. I love it. That's awesome. That's cool. Idea. It's beautiful, man. Is there a, that's what you should be promoting. You got a link for that? People can support it? Oh, I can do that. Yeah. No, we do it. All the businesses in town. Like, I mean, our town is pretty small. We got 4,000 people in our town, but the businesses all get together and build them. It's awesome. Dude, that's freaking awesome, man. Yeah. This year we, uh, we, we raised, we raised 11 grand this year. Damn. A town of 4,000. Yeah. Well, that's just our business. That's almost half the size of the, uh, the 50, 50 raffles at a hockey game in Canada. Yep. It's awesome. I love it. Dude, take some pictures and uh, post them on the Discord for us. I'd love to see some more. Yeah, uh, I have photos. I'll put them up. Absolutely, I will. All right. Well, I think it's about time to wrap this thing up. What do you guys say? Absolutely. It was an awesome introduction. Introduction? For me. This is my first show, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) It's not your first. All right, folks. That's going to do it for today's episode. I would love to say thank you to Baba... Not, oh my God. I'd love to say thanks to Banks, Purdue, and Joel for joining me this evening <laughs> and everybody else who stuck around to the end, especially Baba, who's in there sick. Uh, show our panelists some love. Check out their links in the show notes. Remember to check out the new combined Discord server where you can trade with us during Friday end periods. You can listen in live to these recordings. You can even learn a little bit about programming your own custom studies. We'll be launching a workshop on that starting in the new year. We'll be back soon with another exciting episode, hopefully as good as this one. But until then, if anyone's looking for any last-minute gift ideas, I've got one. Slap that five-star rating hard enough to knock it out of its happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich podcasters, and have a happy Christmas. (laughs) Nice exit. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only, does not constitute financial or investment advice, and should not be construed as such. The hosts, guests, and contributors of this podcast are not licensed financial advisors, brokers, or professionals. Any trading or investment decisions made based on the content of this podcast are solely at the listener's discretion and risk. Trading and investing in financial markets carry inherent risks and past performance is not indicative of future results. Listeners should conduct their own research and seek advice from qualified financial professionals before making any financial decisions. The views, opinions, and information shared in this podcast are those of the individual contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the podcast creators or associated organizations. Produced by China Shop Productions.